I think the, the biggest takeaway from human design is to trust your energy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's no accident what you feel drawn to and what you don't. You know, so if, if your energy is pulling you in a certain direction, don't ignore that. Don't, you know, think it's, you know, uh, just a coincidence or that you can like shove it behind you because again, society told you that that's the wrong way to do things because your energy doesn't lie. And it's, it's trying to lead you to your correct path. Hi, and welcome to the Endo Babe podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endobabe podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endobabes. And I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. All right, and welcome to another episode of the Endo Babe Podcast. I'm so excited today. We have the beautiful Stacy. So Stacy is one of my clients, and she is a manifestation and authenticity coach. And I'm very excited to just share her and share her energy with you today because we met last fall at the Endo Babe Retreat. And then she jumped into Rise and Thrive and she's been building her coaching business and just fucking killing it and really like leaning into her human design. And you guys know, I talk about human design on here um, quite often. I'm going to be talking about it a lot more. Um, And so I'm really excited to just share Stacy and her beautiful self with a y'all today. I don't know why I said y'all, but it's coming out. (laughs) Welcome, Stacy. Thank you. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So let's kind of give everybody a little um, quick overview of who you are and like how you got into doing what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, so I am a an authenticity coach specifically. I believe that um, the quickest way to build abundance is by getting back to the root of who you are. And the way I do that is mostly through um, the deconditioning process, because as we grow and as we age and evolve in our lives. There's so much conditioning that happens to us, parental, societal, even just the people that you're in the room with, like they're constantly conditioning you with their beliefs and their energy. I think it's really important to learn how to shed that so you can get back to who you are authentically and build abundance from that place. Mm, And I would love to dive into that a little more because it is so true. Like And it's not something that I hear people talk about a lot, right? But everybody wants to calibrate to a certain energy, right? So it doesn't matter like if you're in the room with a bunch of people, like you can feel people walk in, right? And so everybody's trying to calibrate to an energy. And usually it's the bigger biggest energy in the room that wins, right? And even though like sometimes even internally that could be fear. And so really like learning to decondition and basically like choose abundance instead is beautiful. And I would love to talk about that a little more. Yeah, absolutely. It can be really scary when you start the process, when you awareness in general is very scary. I was actually just talking to a client last night that she was like, I'm in this, 
you know, part of my journey where I, in the past, my pattern is to always give up at this point because Mm -hmm. the awareness is too much for me and I don't like it. And I've never pushed through it or had that breakthrough. And so we're working on allowing that to be scary and to, um, work with it instead of against it. And I mean, it, it, it it can be quite the journey to one day be like, Oh, wait. So if I'm in the, in the room with you and I'm feeling your energy and then I'm taking that in and amplifying it, you know, human design through your open centers, your undefined centers, you know, you can create so many stories around that because if you don't know, you can be like, I was fine five minutes ago. So why do all of a sudden I feel so angry or so sad or so happy? Like it can go that way too. It's like, why all of a sudden do I feel overjoyed? And that can be scary, right? Being happy and being ourselves can be at the core of who you are, like so like earth shattering to you. It is so interesting. Um, I know. Yeah. So like, I have an open emotional center. Right. And it's funny before I learned human design, like I, my friends and I would always joke that I was like an energy sponge. So like if somebody like people, we went on a trip, like specifically I have a personal story in mind. <laughs> we went on like a trip. I came down to visit um, a couple friends here in Austin before I moved here and three people in the group were fighting. They were all kind of like mad at each other. And I'm like, usually just like happy go lucky. And then I like absorbed all of their anger And I got super upset and like, I never get upset. Well, not never, but like very rarely I get upset and they were totally fine. And everybody's like, Chelsea, you're such a sponge. Like you need to stop absorbing people's energy. And I'm like, I don't know how Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I was doing that. But now I'm angry. (laughs) Yeah. And it's that awareness. So once you learn your design, I am, I'm also a non-emotional, which is hilarious that they say non-emotional, but really we're the most. Yeah. Empathic people because we're taking in everything. And it's so easy if you don't know that to create stories around it. Well, I I was fine and I'm feeling this. Why am I such a mess all the time? Why can't I figure out my emotions? Why can't I like, why am I overwhelmed with this pain with endo? Like why all of these things, you just create these stories. But if you know that you're a non-emotional and that you're constantly taking in you're able to detach from it and be like, well, that's not mine. <laughs> like I, I'm just going to know that like that shit ain't mine. And I'm going to let it go and not create these stories about myself because they're just not true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, I used to have a story about myself that I was like a chaos hurricane, right? Because <laughs> that's what I like used to write in my little journal because I would just like absorb everybody's like chaotic energy and like internalize it as my own, you know? And when I finally learned like, Hey, none of that is mine. And I like decided that I like made the choice. It was kind of like a pivotal moment for me. I've been, um, chatting about it a lot on the podcast. So everybody kind of knows a little bit about my like dark night of the soul moment, Um, but it just, it was like, Hey, like, I don't have to be this way. Like, what if I wanted to be somebody else? Why do I have to be this like chaos hurricane and this like emotional sponge for everybody else? You know, like who the fuck am I actually, you know? And just like that awareness and getting present with who you are as a person and who you actually want to be right. Is amazing. And then when I actually learned my human design, like two years ago or something like that, I was like, Oh, 
Yes. This makes even more sense. You know, it's just like a light bulb goes off and that's why I love it so much. Such a light bulb. I had a Mm -hmm. similar experience recently. Um, (laughs) I went grocery shopping and I Mm -hmm. went into the store and all of a sudden I was just like overcome with like frustration and anger and like, I have to find my groceries and they don't have anything that I have. And I was like, I was <laughs> literally fine five minutes ago, like 15 feet outside of the door. I was like, gonna get my groceries, gonna make my dinner. And then I walked in and it was like, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's a matter of being like, whoa, who is around me and what are you going through? A of all. <laughs> yeah, right. A of all to be able to be like, okay, like, let's get back to cool, calm, collected, non-emotional as opposed to just accepting that all of these emotions are mine and that I'm wrong for feeling them. Mm -hmm. And I think it is like a really very pivotal moment in healing when you realize that like not all the emotions that you have and not all the thoughts that you think like are truly yours to even have and hold in the first place. And you don't have to believe everything right off the bat. Right. And that's like something that I work on with my clients a lot is that first thought that you have, that's like probably really mean to yourself. You don't have to believe that shit. You know, you can name your little mean, little negative Nancy and call her that, and then choose a new thought. Right. Because the only thing that we have in this life is our choice. Like we can always choose a new path. Right. It's the thought processing of it. Right. Like I teach that in, in manifestation as well. Like we have a thought processor in our brains, but so much of the population chooses not to use it or not use it in a proper way of like their internal and external experiences. And when an external experience comes to you, you can choose to accept it or reject it. And so much of the time we're just like, I accept it. I accept it. I'm trash. I'm fat. I'm useless. Yeah, that's correct. That's, that's me. When in reality, you can just be like, I'm choosing to turn on my thought processor and be like, Ooh, I'm going to reject that today. And I'm going to create a new thought and accept that one instead. Not today. Yeah. I know. Not today. (laughs) It is so true though, because, but I mean, like we're not taught any other way, you know, like you're not taught. You're just taught that you're supposed to go to school and get good grades and everything that's told to you, like you're just a bad student because you can't pay attention. And like you internalize all of these things because nobody teaches you any other way, you know? And that's why I think coaching is so powerful and human design is so powerful because I think it really opens people's awareness up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was victim to it too. For anyone listening, Chelsea's actually the person who introduced me to human design and like literally changed my life. Um, and you know, for the longest time, I'm a, I'm a projector, which is, you know, the guide I help other people use their energy in productive ways or, you know, help guide them. And I'm not supposed to do all the doing. (laughs) And when you don't know that, you know, we live in a heavily generator society and that conditioning in itself of, why don't you have the energy to do this? You're lazy. If you're resting, you know, it's all about, the hustle culture. It's about just do it, you know, like the Nike slogan. (laughs) And for me, that never felt energetically correct. And I didn't know why. And so I did internalize these things of maybe you are lazy. Maybe you are not as qualified as these other people. Like, why don't you have this energy 
to create? Why don't you have this energy to like get things done? And then when I learned human design, I was like, oh, it's because I'm not supposed to. (laughs) You know? And then it's like, well, shit, (laughs) you know? Like why? This totally, I'm 34 and just learning this? Like, oh my gosh, poor Stacy of, you know, 17. (laughs) You know, poor Stacy of 27. And not only like, do I have endometriosis, but I did develop thyroid issues as well. I have Hashimoto's autoimmune. And when I look at my life before I got these diagnoses, before COVID happened, before I moved back down to Texas, before I had to like really take a step back and be like, what is your life? What are you doing? You know, it was like, oh, it was all hustle, 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 hustle. I, in New York, I was, I was working four jobs, you know, oh like jobs, babysitting. I did, um, I got like paid to do like yoga classes at a studio. We won't get into that. Like <laughs> such random, like just such random things yeah. that I would do in New York. And it would constantly be, how can I fit these in? How can I puzzle this in? How can I fill up my day? How can I make sure I have enough money? And it was so just like push, 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 push. But of course that's going to wear down your body. Yeah. Of course that's going to give you autoimmune thyroid issues. <laughs> like you weren't giving yourself enough time to rest and reset and use your energy in a way that's correct for you. Yeah, exactly. And for anybody, um, you guys kind of know like projectors, right? You're not you're not supposed to be doing all the doing. They always joke that projectors are supposed to work like three hours a day, you know? And like, I'm a generator. And so like, I have all this energy that I can use. Like I start working like right when I wake up, (laughs) Um, like I do a little, little exercise and then I come to work because I can use all my energy up in the morning in like productive ways that like make me feel like really good and happy. And then I can be done at three and like have the rest of my day, you know? And that's just like what feels good for my body. But there were times in my life where I did work, like, I don't know, some days I just work a lot longer because I have that energy to do so, you know, like, and generators and manifesting generators, we are the, we have this like life force energy inside of us. So we kind of like seep out into all of everybody else. <laughs> um, that sparkle overflow that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Right. That you know, sparkle like nothing, overflow. Nothing more magnetic than a generator who's doing what they love to do. It's yeah. like, oh, you're just like exuding the sparkle and everyone's like, oh, I want that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, here, have some. <laughs> and you're like, everyone, come to me. Let come me to me. Come to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, a, like I'm in a water pool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And even still, like even now as a projector, like I still find myself falling victim to scrolling and looking at other people, mm-hmm. especially in the business community of like, they're doing this and they're doing so much and look at their to-do list. And, oh my gosh, why aren't you doing this? Why don't you have this many programs? Why don't you like all of that, that stuff. And then I start comparing myself and I'm like, you should do more. You should you, what are you doing right now? You're just sitting down. But because I have this knowledge and this awareness and in my coaching business, I focus on the deconditioning of it. I'm able to be like, girl, take a breath. (laughs) Not you you are not meant to do the same things that they are doing. You have your own path, you know, you have your own magnetic, beautiful, brilliant way of doing things that is not constantly go, go, go. And so it's, it's 
really important to have that knowledge and to have that awareness. Because before, if I didn't know that, I would have just written a story, made up a story about myself that like, well, you're not a good entrepreneur. You can't succeed. Why do you think you can make a living coaching people? All these people are doing so much more than you. So clearly, if you're not doing as much as them, you can't do it. And that's just not that's true. Just not, true. <laughs> not true even like at all, you know, but it is, you're right. Like when you don't have that awareness, it, it's so easy for us to make up stories about things because, you know, we're meaning making machines and we assign meaning to everything that happens in our life, whether it's like everything in the universe is neutral, you know, we assign meaning based on how we interpret events and like basically like the context of our life, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's just human design is such a wonderful way to open up that awareness. Mm -hmm. It's like such a cool tool to have, Yeah, you know, and it's rooted in ancient wisdom and science. So it's like a little bit of both and it's, I love that it's predetermined and you can't change it. (laughs) It's like, it is, it is who you are or who you're designed to be. And I love thinking about the possibilities of it. And I love thinking about how our souls made like a soul contract before we decided to come into this body and like based on our gates and channels, what we agreed to carry and how we're going to express them and use them. And it's just really cool. (laughs) It is a very fabulous system, right? Because when you can lean into the energy of how you're supposed to show up in this world, right? Like how your soul like decided to show up in this life, right? You can either like push against your life or you can let your life live through you. Right. And so that's kind of what human design does is it allows you to understand how life can like live through you. Right. Because most of us push so hard against everything that's happening in our life. We're like, I wanted it a different way, <laughs> you know? And like our mind says that we should push and push and push and push. And we live life based off of how we think we should be and how we've been conditioned and how everybody around us tells us that we're supposed to be living. But actually like tuning into your human design is like an actual guide on how you're supposed to actually live this life. And what I found is like most people, when they discover it, they're like, Oh my God. Yes. You know, just like this sigh of relief, like that's how I've always felt that I should live, but everybody told me to live differently. Like exactly what you were just saying. Yeah. It's this like innate knowing. And that's why I love looking at, um, children's charts, like with their, with parents. Cause they're like, Oh, this makes, this makes so much sense. Like, this is why when I tell my manifestor son, to make his bed first thing in the morning, like he's so resistant to it you know, cause he wants to have autonomy over his schedule. He wants to, you know, not be told when and how to do things, but rather be like, as long as you make your bed in the next two days, we're good. And then he feels like he has more control over the situation, you know, and kids haven't grown so much that they're so conditioned by society yet. And so they're just like living their, their innate designs being like, oh, yeah, this feels good. And it's, I think the, the biggest takeaway from human design is to trust your energy Mm -hmm. and it's no accident what you feel drawn to and what you don't, you know? So if, if your energy is pulling you in a certain direction, don't ignore that. Don't, you know, think it's, you know, uh, 
just a coincidence or that you can like shove it behind you because again, society told you that that's the wrong way to do things because your energy doesn't lie. And it's, it's trying to lead you to your correct path. Yeah, exactly. And like, I love what you said about the children and it's so true because like even parents who don't understand their children's designs, right. They don't understand that like your kids are living this like energetic life for themselves, like what feels the best for them before they're conditioned, but we're conditioned. And so I, you know, like manifestors are usually the black sheep in the family because they have this big energy and the parents, people try to control manifestors because they don't like that big energy. They don't like a manifestor walks in the room and they're the energy that everybody's trying to calibrate to or control, you know? Um, so just understanding yeah, for like family systems. And I know there was a woman and I can't remember her name on Instagram right now, but she used to do parent like charts, like parent and children charts. And she doesn't, I think she moved away from that a little bit. Um, but I think that it's so powerful, just understanding your design in general, you know, yeah. you can manifest by design. You can eat by your design. You can sleep yeah. by your design. You can learn by your design, you know, plan by design. Literally everything yeah. is in there. Yeah. So much. Um, I did my nephews and my niece's chart mm-hmm. and my niece is also a projector and a family full of generators. Ooh. And so I made sure to like talk to my sister and be like, Hey, you know, she has this design, which is my design. So if and it's so funny because literally since she popped out, people have been like, you guys are so similar. Like she's your, <laughs> your mini me. And, um, and that explains part of it, you know, yeah. are projectors and I was like, don't expect her to keep up with the rest of you and don't, you know, put these expectations on her because she's different and she uses her energy in a different way. She needs more time for input. She's always been like a bookworm and she loves studying and she loves school and all that input. And so do I, you know, and so it's so important because if she did not have that knowledge, she would have grown up, you know, my, my sister didn't have that knowledge. My niece would have grown up creating stories of how, like, I, I can't keep up with these people. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Instead of like, oh, I'm just different. I'm my own unique person. And when I told my sister that she was like, wow, that totally her. And it's good to know that so that I can just kind of let her do her thing. Or when she says that she doesn't have the energy to go someplace or to do an activity to listen to that. And it's not just her, you know, making excuses. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's another beautiful thing about human design is it's not designed to cage you, right? It's just to help show you how to be more of yourself or how to lean into yourself more, you know? Yeah. So let's kind of shift gears. I want to chat about manifestation a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know you do such a beautiful job with it. So like, and I know some people think it's like woo-woo, but it's literally based in quantum physics. So, I mean, it yeah. doesn't, it's not that woo-woo, you know, people have been studying quantum physics for hundreds of years, yeah. um, trying to understand like the laws of the universe and how it all works. So I'd love to dive into that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Manifestation is so cool. And I do find a lot of resistance to it from people, um, even people who are very into spirituality and very into energy and crystals and healing and all that kind of stuff. And you bring up manifestation and they're like, mm. <laughs> that thing. I'm like, I did. There's some disconnect here that you believe in energy and you believe in, you know, 
how your energy is drawn to things and how, you know, you can, you're a magnet and you attract and, um, but really it's all, it is all about energy. I'm energy and the things that you want to attract in your life are also energy. And so it's a matter of as long as you're on the same frequency as those things, you do have the power to attract. And I love human design because it influences manifestation because in human design, when we're born, we have this open aura and it's very clear. And then as we grow up, we can, we're conditioned by society and our parents, like we talked about, and that conditioning starts to clog up your aura. And so when you work on living in alignment with your design and learning how you're supposed to use your energy, you know, and working on the deconditioning of these things, you're able to, you know, get rid of some of this stuff that's clogging your aura. So you have a more direct line and a direct relationship to the universe. So as we decondition, as we get back to the root of who we are, as we live our authentic lives, our relationship with the universe grows. Our ability to manifest, you know, it it blows up and suddenly you're able to be like, oh, I'm going to try to manifest this. and, And it just comes to you or it doesn't come to you. I like to talk about how it's easy sometimes to want to be like, I'm going to manifest $5,000 in my bank account. And then you expect in the next week just to wake up and it's there. And you're like, how, how does that work? It could, it could, you could have some random thing happen that $5,000 appears in your bank account, but usually the universe is more subtle than that. And it's like not giving you the exact thing, but it illuminates a path to get that thing. And that comes back to the awareness, to being present. So you can see these opportunities clearly and not be distracted by the nonsense that doesn't matter. Does that make sense? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I know that is funny because that is what people think. They're like, I'm just going to manifest $5,000 in my bank account. And then it doesn't happen. They're like, manifestation's dumb. It doesn't work. Yeah. You know, but like <laughs> you're trying to call in like the law of attraction but without actually implementing the law of action, you know, like you still have to do things. And like you were saying, like deconditioning and like all of these other things that you have to, I don't know, get right, I guess, or lean into mm-hmm. a little bit more to make things actually happen. Yeah. The rules of the universe are the universe doesn't recognize size and the universe doesn't recognize time. And when people hear that the universe doesn't recognize time, they get really impatient and they're like, but I want it now. So (laughs) it's like, well, if you want to be a good manifester, you have to understand that it's going to come to you when it's meant to come to you and not be so attached to, I have to earn this much money by the end of quarter two, you know, it's releasing the, how it's going to happen. And if you don't reach that amount of money by the end of quarter two or what have you, it's the belief and the trust that it's still coming to you. It's still coming. Perhaps it could be more and better than what was originally planned for you. Cause the universe isn't going to send you something that you can't handle. That wasn't meant for you. You know, that And maybe the universe was like, "Mm, you're manifesting $5,000, but really like you're worth and you're working on. And like, I want to send you 20, but maybe it'll happen just like a little bit, a little bit later. And it's, so it's important when you're, when you're starting your manifestation practice 
to have the trust that no matter what, it's going to happen and it's going to come to you. It just might not be by the deadline that you're imposing on the universe. Cause the universe is like, you think that you can tell me that <laughs> or, no. or the universe is even like, you live in a linear plane where time is a construct when that's like nowhere else ever, you know? So the universe doesn't act on our timelines. Mm-mm. It hears you and it feels you and your energy, but you know, it might not, it just might not happen. And that, and that can be really hard for people to hear, you know, that, that it might not happen hard. by the time that you want it to happen, but it's still coming. Yeah. Right. And like holding on to that belief that like, okay, if I'm going to continue to do all of these things, like live in this energy where I can feel it in my body and like align to my human design and do all of these things that are going to move me closer to actually being an energetic match for my manifestations. Right. Mm-hmm. People are like, yeah, but mm, I want it by in quarter one. And then they get really upset that it doesn't happen. And then you create this state of being of frustration and lack and anger instead of abundance and joy and happiness. Right. And so then you're going to get the content from lack and anger um, and scarcity and all of these other things instead of what you actually are wanting, you know? And so when you can let go of that expectation, then it's going to happen at a certain time. You can just hold on to the belief and like, Hey, if I'm in this state of being of abundance, what does that look like for me? You know, and let go of those like timeline goals, you know, yeah. then you'll get them when you're supposed to get them. Yeah. And it's a matter of not bopping around, right? <laughs> so if you get really clear on what you want, which is a journey in itself, mm-hmm. you may think that you want something. And then when you like really meditate on it and you journal about it and you're like, <laughs> what was I thinking? I don't really want that. I want this thing I want, I don't want the hundred dollars. I want the hundred thousand dollars, Yeah, you know, and the yeah. universe doesn't recognize size. So if you're going to manifest a hundred dollars, you might as well manifest a hundred thousand. <laughs> like if that's yeah. what you really want, but you think that you can't have that, or it's too selfish to have mm-hmm. that, or, you know, whatever your, your not self is, your condition, not self is telling you, like, how dare you think you, you can have this, you know, what, what makes you think that you're worthy of this? Like all that kind of stuff, you know? So you might be going back and forth between like, I want this car, but I also want this job. And then I also want, maybe I don't want the car, but I want something else. You know, that is just sending out so many mixed signals to the universe. And the universe is like, I don't understand. (laughs) So I'm not going to give you anything or like you said, I'm going to give you the things that I'm going to give you evidence that you are not enough because that's what you're really focusing on right now is the belief that you're not allowed to have it. Yeah. And so it literally, it does. It's like, oh, you're feeling scarcity right now here. I can give you more of that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it can be a hard conversation to have with somebody when you say your current reality, you manifested that. And people are like, no, I didn't. I didn't manifest me being jobless. I didn't manifest, you know, this disease or what have you. Like if someone said to me, you manifested your endometriosis or your autoimmune disease, I'd be like, that's so mean. (laughs) But when you like really think about it, like 
fuck, maybe I did. Maybe I did by living in New York City for so long, by believing in this hustle culture, by thinking that I didn't have the voice to advocate for myself, that I wasn't worthy of communicating my needs. Hi, that's all your throat chakra, where your thyroid is. (laughs) And the biggest way you know, to move through that is by taking responsibility for your life, which can also be very triggering for people. And I say that, yeah. And I say that in a way that's not, you know, I'm supposed to take responsibility for the fact that I have endometriosis in a way. Yes. Energetically, maybe I don't think, you know, I'm not putting blame on anyone. Like endo sucks. (laughs) Like we all know that if you're listening to this podcast, like, yeah, endo sucks. Um, but when you take responsibility for your life, you say, okay, this isn't happening to me. This is happening for me. And I know you talk about this a lot on your podcast of using, using your pain for purpose and saying, okay, if I'm taking responsibility for this, yes. Okay. Maybe I did something to get it, but probably not, but I have it now. So how am I going to take responsibility for the way that I move forward with it? Mm. And that can be really hard. And I was in a really dark place. I had my excision surgery last August. And when I came out of surgery, like I had just uprooted my entire life from New York because of COVID. I was living in a place that like we hadn't planned on living. You know, I, we were living off the kindness of my family and the generosity of them. And it was just a big ball of uncertainty and darkness and being like, am I ever going to feel good again? And I went through a period where I was like, no, I'm not <laughs> like, I'm not going to feel good ever again. And that is a really hard place to be. But then, you know, you start thinking if this is the rest of my life and this is what I have to deal with for the rest of my life. And if I stay in this dark hole, that's very inauthentic. What's the point? What's the point of that? And then you start thinking of, okay, how can I take responsibility of this? How can I use this? Because this wasn't given to me. I wasn't, you know, by accident. I'm, I meant to carry this burden. I meant to have this for a reason. What is it to overcome it, to, to live well with endometriosis, to meet Chelsea? That's literally how y'all I'm telling you, that's how my life has unfolded. (laughs) I was in a dark place. I had excision surgery before I had excision. I was 24 seven excruciating pain. We came down and my family was like, you are not the person we know. Like, who is this person? Because I was so miserable and I was in pain. And then, you know, I signed up for the endo babe retreat. And again, like I did it without even messaging you at all. I was just like, Hey, this sounds cool. I'm going to do it. (laughs) And I showed up and then we connected. And then from there I got into rise and thrive, the business coaching. And this was not an accident. You guys, this was not just a coincidence of someone that I came upon. It was for a reason. I am where I am now because of that. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, thank you. And thank you universe for pointing me in the right direction. But I took responsibility for myself and I was like, okay, we're not going to do this. We're not going to live in this cycle of my life is shit. I'm shit. I'm useless. Let me be aware of how to use this. Let me open my eyes. And then I came across you and I said, yes, let's do it. Literally. I have goosebumps. I'm like, ah. 
<laughs> because it is, it is it's so true. And like, I myself have been in a dark hole like that. And a lot of my clients before working with me are in a dark hole, you know, but it, it does, it takes that awareness and being present in the moment and actually looking at your life and being like, wow, the choices that I've made up until this moment have got me into this area that I'm in right now, this deep, dark hole of shit that I am not happy in. I don't like my life. I don't like the person I am. Who do I want to be? You know, and like asking yourself like, okay, well, what questions, like, who do I fucking want to be with in the face of endometriosis? You know, like how can I create a state of being that gives me the things that I want in this life, you know, and really like that awareness gives you a 180 shift and can open up so many possibilities for you. Because when you're in that energy and the being of anger and the victim mentality and the blame and the stress and the hate, you know, like you're just creating more of that, right. Mm -hmm. And you're not, that's not healthy for you. Number one, to like continue down that deep, dark hole of shit. Um, but you're literally just a choice away creating like a new awareness, a new state of being for yourself. Mm -hmm. To yeah. open up more doors and like create more manifestations in your life, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think of my autoimmune thyroid in the same way. That's like, why me? Why did I get this? Why does my body like why do I always gain weight? Why am I not pretty enough or thin enough or good enough? You know, and it's like, no, I was given this to course correct. Maybe. Maybe the universe was like, girl, you doing too much. You need to slow, slow down. down and you're not slowing down. And we've been trying to tell you to slow down for how many years and you're not listening. Now we have to make you and like, sorry, but, <laughs> but we do. Sure. Maybe, you know, and let me tell you, getting Hashimoto's will really slow you down there <laughs> to be yeah. like, okay, I get it. Message received. You know, yeah, this is going to be triggering for some people, depending on where you are in your healing journey, you know, absolutely. But and I'm yeah. And, and listen, y'all, like I get it. The only reason I say this is because I get it. I'm not some, you know, person who has perfect health, who, you know, has never had a hardship or had to overcome anything who has no trauma. Like I get it. I, I am you, I am you. And the thing that we have to learn and be aware of and really believe and trust and latch onto is that you are made of cosmos and magic and you have chronic illness. Yeah. They don't have to be separate. You don't mm -hmm. have to be broken, you know, like broke. I don't even want to use the word broken. No one's broken. Like, hello. No, you're not. You are who you're supposed to be authentically with with this burden, with your endo, with your other chronic illness that you may or may not have. And it just, they don't have to be separate. You are the same. You are made of so much and you are worth it. And so if you are in this beginning of your healing journey and you're listening to me say this and you're like, fuck you, <laughs> like that's not me. I didn't do anything to get this. I didn't, you know, because really you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you know, like we're taught with endo that like you did something or you had yeah. sex with demons or whatever that doctor was saying. <laughs> I forgot about that. You know, that's like, yeah. ew, no, get off my dick lady. Like I didn't do that. 
but you were given it for a reason. And so now you have to show other people how to overcome it or not. Like if you're not in that position right now to do that, it's like getting to the root of your authenticity is not getting rid of your negativity. It's not getting rid of your pain. Mm -hmm. It's not getting rid of the things that hold you back. It's being aware of them and working with them to create the life that you want to create. A hundred percent. I'm so excited for this. Cause I, I'm, I have a group program coming out that I just like, I was like working on a membership and I birthed a group, group program and then <laughs> but it's literally, that's like the idea behind it. Right. Because like you can experience extreme pain and immense pleasure and joy simultaneously. Yes. It is right. not one or the other. It is never one or the other. Mm-hmm. We have been conditioned to live in a world that is black and white, this or that. Mm-hmm. But it's not that we live in a gray world, like a gray scale everywhere we look and it's all blending together and everything exists at the same time. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you're feeling that you're still being conditioned by that, of like, I have to either be sick or I have to be healthy. Like, that's just not true. Mm-mm. And if you are really like still feeling like that, my my number one tip would be to get the fuck away from all of those accounts that are perpetuating mm-hmm. that story for you, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of dark holes in Facebook and Instagram where negative, like fuck endo accounts, and it can be very easy to get sucked into that. And so if you are not wanting that to be your life, like buy, get rid of that shit and start following like more, more shit that makes you happy. Yeah. Especially if you have an open emotional center in human design. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you are just, you are taking all of that in and you are magnifying it mm-hmm. tenfold. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at these accounts that, you know, are making you feel like shit, you're taking that in and you're like, I am shit. I am. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. That's not yours mm-hmm. to have. That's not yours. But on the other hand, if you take in positivity, like when you look at Chelsea's account, you know, that's like, I can do this. And then you take that in and you're like, I can do this. And the cool thing about being aware of your open centers and what you're taking in and magnifying is that when you're aware of it, you can then learn to leverage it for good instead of being like, ah, what's happening to me? Like, you know, what's happening. And you can, you can say, I was in energy of someone negative. I need to get rid of that. And then I'm going to go scroll some happy accounts so that maybe I can remind myself that like feeling happy and positive is also a way that I can feel (laughs) because how many times do we open Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, which by the way, I'm on now 34 year old on TikTok. What up? Um, (laughs) you know, that's just like negative, 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 negative news, 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 news. I get that shit out of here. It can spiral so quickly and so easily. Yeah. There are so many people in the world right now. And I know even with like throughout COVID, you know, like every time you turned on the news, it was like death count, death count, death count, you know, and they kind of, it was total fear mongering. Like they, they created fear in us and allowed us to like perpetuate it, you know? And so like, I don't watch the news anymore, but I know a lot of people that still do. And it's like, yeah, no wonder you're not feeling very great about things right now. Look at the stuff that you're consuming. Look at like, how does that actually make you feel? Like, does that make you feel abundant and happy and joyful? Or does that make you feel scared? Like pushing everybody into like a state of being a fear, right. Is not going to help anybody in society move forward, you know, in a positive way. So yeah. 
at the beginning of uh, quarantine, my fiance and I had to create a code word for doom scrolling. We use cheeses <laughs> as our like that. code word. <laughs> Havarti was our doom scrolling. Brie is when one of us is like feeling weird and like fine, but it has nothing to do with the other person because we're both non-emotionals. Mm-hmm. So if I like, for some reason, took in something negative and then he get lashes onto that. And then it's like a back and forth of like a ping pong. And then we're both like, no, I'm mad. No, I'm mad. No, I'm mad. No, I'm mad. You know? So Brie was one of those words that was like, it's not you. I just need some time. Yeah. But Havarti was our doom scrolling. We could see it in each other when we were like, and he would be like, Havarti, thank you. <laughs> so just put it aside. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, just having that awareness though, that you guys are both open center emotionals, you know, like that you can magnify each other's feelings. So like, even though, so basically for anybody that's listening, right. Cause I guess we, I've explained this before, but just if you've, this is your first episode listening, right. You can have a defined emotional center or an open emotional center. Defined emotional center means that you, you have like a set way of expressing your emotions to the world. A lot of those people really have highs and lows and you're kind of riding this emotional roller coaster. Um, but it's very, it's very set, right. For each person, depending on the gates and the channels and all that fun stuff. Um, open emotional center means that you can take on other people's emotions and amplify it, amplify the shit out of it. And so if you're ever feeling angry, like Stacey's been talking about in this podcast, and you're not actually angry. You're like, where the fuck did that come from? It's from somebody else. You're taking on their energy and amplifying it. And so two emotional or two non-emotionals, right? You can like pass that energy that's not yours even to hold back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and just create a shitstorm. Yeah. And having that awareness to be like, what are we even talking about? <laughs> like, why are we both feeling like crap? <laughs> why are we both yelling? We're, yeah. we're both supposed to be cool, calm, collected people, which we are. 95% of the time. So when that comes in, we're like, something's what's happening here. Where did you get that? Or where did I get that? Ah, it is. It's just a beautiful having that awareness. And I think that's kind of yeah. something that we've been talking about this whole podcast. It's just awareness, becoming mm-hmm. aware and becoming present of what's happening in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so not a like triggery, tough love person or coach. Mm-hmm. And so if I did, if something I said in here did resonate with you in a way that is less than ideal or bring up emotions in you, that's like, no, or very resistant to, I believe that resistance is also awareness <laughs> of when I feel really resistant towards something, I have to then take a step back and be like, why, why am I feeling resistant towards this? Is it because it's something that I need to do? Is it because it's something I do see in me that I have not really gotten to yet that in my journey? And then is it okay or is it not okay? Because we also have to be okay with our, with our journey and how it's unfolding, you know? And, and that's another cool thing about human design. And, you know, I still have a lot, I still have a lot of pain. I have a lot of pain during my cycle. I have a lot of pain during ovulation. It's not 24 seven, thank God, you know, <laughs> that I'm not walking around every day being like, literally cut off the lower half of my body. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's being able to sit in it and hold that space for yourself and be like, I'm feeling pain today and that's okay. And that's okay. Sometimes we're just going to feel it in the quickest way, especially if you do have a defined emotional center is to feel it. The quickest way out is through. 
Because if you're pushing it away or you're in, if you're following accounts on the other end of things that are about toxic positivity, you know, like toxic positivity is a whole nother thing that can really mess with your mind. The feeling like you're not allowed to have these negative emotions or this pain, like you're not, what is wrong with you for not putting it in a box and being like, everything's good, you know? So it's, it's, again, it's holding the space for all parts of you as you're working on your journey and you're evolving into your most authentic self. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. And it's such like a pivotal moment in healing. I Mm -hmm. I feel like I've said this a bunch this podcast, but um, when you can be like, okay, I have pain right now and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of let go of that emotional hold that it has on you. You can begin to experience the pain and pleasure and joy at the same time simultaneously. Right. Because like you said, you are cosmos and you can have pain still, you know, like that doesn't, they aren't separate. They aren't different. And learning to live well with endometriosis or any kind of illness in general takes that simultaneousness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, anything we go through is, again, we're just conditioned to live in a black and white world and it's so gray and color. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to live in, we want to live in color. That's the goal is <laughs> not to look outside and be like, everything is gray, but at least it's not black and white. At least yeah. I can look at my life and be like, okay, it's, it's all, it's this and this, it's not this or that. Mm, yes. That. And mm-hmm. you can have pain and, and joy. Or. It's and not, or everything in life is and not, or, and it's so true. Like we are conditioned. It's like you're this or that, this or that, this or that. And that's not how the world works. I mean, I have so much, I have so much love and so much care for any person who is going through endometriosis, especially mm-hmm. if you do not have a doctor who listens or, or trusts you. If you're on that path too, like it sucks. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It sucks. And to have to go through, you know, hopefully we're getting to a time where women don't have to wait 18 years to be diagnosed like I did, you know, or, you know, be just thrown birth control or blue brown. I know you did that. And, you know, all of these medications that are just band-aids that'll like fuck you up more down the road, you know, hopefully like we're coming to a place where we can just go to a doctor and they believe us. And that's, I feel like, especially with endometriosis, that that time is coming because a lot of the research that's being done right now is pointing that it's like a inflammatory condition centered around immune dysfunction. Right. And it does, it takes like 17 years for research to be implemented in medical practice. Um, so like all the research that's been done on endometriosis, that's proving that it's not a hormonal disease, right. It's been in the last like five, 10 years. So hopefully in the next decade, things will start to maybe get a little better. (laughs) Um, hopefully in my lifetime, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Let's just think about that for a moment. (laughs) Mm, is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with? Um, I guess just that you are so powerful. You are so powerful and so magical and so deserving and worthy of the life that you want. And my message to you is that if you are in a place where you do not feel that way, that you are. In that if any of this hit you in a weird way, I would sit with that and say, why? And 
how can I learn to harness and leverage my magic to live the life that I want to be living? Yeah. I love that so much. Also, like we're a community, y'all. No one's literally. Yeah. You're not I, at this alone. We promise. No. Oh my God. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And if there are people in your life who don't understand it, or if you're following accounts again that are saying, you know, your life is shit and it'll never get better. So just learn to accept it. That's not the only way. You don't not have true. to. Yeah. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. There is so much potential for growth and healing and love and self-understanding. You just have to, you know, trust that your time is coming and that you are meant for so much more than just this meat husk who has a chronic illness. Yeah. You're not just a meat husk. No. (laughs) I've never heard it called that, but I love it. (laughs) Oh, you are so much more than a meat husk. (laughs) That's going to be the quote that I use. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, well, if you guys cannot get enough of Stacey and you want more of her, I'm going to put all of her links below for everything. Um, cause go get in her energy, like a calibrate, like find people's energy that you want to calibrate to and get in their space. So you can calibrate to those levels and those states of being so that much faster, you know, mm-hmm. that's how you do it. And yeah. Like we calibrate. We're women. We sync up like our periods sync up. We calibrate. Everything happens together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, this was such a fun combo. Um, if go ahead and if you're listening to this screenshot, this episode and take us both on Instagram. Um, and we would love to know, like, what was your biggest takeaway from this? Were you triggered? Talk to us about it. Right? Yeah. Are you? Please. I would yeah. love to hear. I would love to hear all about it. I would too. And like, I would love to help you in your healing journey. So always reach out. Our DMs are both always open. So yeah, screenshot this. We love you. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the End of Bay podcast. Oh, babe. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I had so much fun and I'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot it and post it on Instagram at Chelsea Bree, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-B-R-I and tag me. I would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes. It makes me so happy. I would also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endo babes find me as well. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis. So I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe Podcast. <laughs>